0: Hello and welcome to the Milan Talk podcast, I'm your host Samit Paul and sadly it's another defeat to discuss tonight as we return from the international break. Milan fell to a 2-1 defeat to Napoli with Insigne and Zielinski scoring the goals for the hosts before Alessio Romagnoli's superb late strike was nothing more than a consolation effort. Looking at the positives and negatives from the game to start things off, I felt like Milan improved in the second half as they retained possession. They applied some pressure to Napoli and at times they looked a little bit of a threat to them. The first goal in this game was always going to be crucial for me. I felt that if, if Milan had the opportunity to get the first goal, they could sit back and defend something. Whereas if Napoli took it, And they would go into their comfort zone, their possession-based football, kind of take charge of the whole game and it would become increasingly more difficult for Milan. So on a positive angle, I would say that Milan did well to stay in the game, to continue to push forward to try and get a way back into the game. And unfortunately, they uh, came up short on this occasion. Negatives, I would say there was a real distinct lack of quality and composure on the ball in the final third, particularly in the wide positions, whether it was Barini, Bonaventura, you know, even Suso prior to his injury... I don't feel there was enough quality in the final third to make the difference so that was a real negative for me and you know as I mentioned we did well to retain possession but it's all well and good retaining it but it's about what you do with it that makes the difference so that was a big negative for me that we failed to to put Napoli under serious pressure to trouble them and look as though we were potentially going to find a breakthrough so that was a big negative. Manager rating out of 10, Vincenzo Montella gets a 5 out of 10. I can't disagree with any of his substitutions. I think Andre Silva for Suso was fine. Abate replacing a tired Barini was fine. But ultimately, it's the fundamental decisions that he's making to start games that's really frustrating me. Firstly, the back three. It just seems that he will never waver from that, which is becoming really increasingly annoying. And obviously, the choice of having Nikola Kalinic up front isn't paying dividends, he is not delivering and yet Montella continues to stick with him for whatever reason, leaving Silva on the bench. So for that reason, and with the back three, Montella gets a 5 out of 10 for me on this occasion. On to the player ratings, starting with Gigi Donnarumma. beaten twice in one-on-one situations and if you want to be critical, you could say he could have done better. Got a hand to Insigne's effort, was nutmegged for the second, so potentially could have done better, but his goal was peppered with shots throughout the game made some really key saves and kept us in it. So for that reason, I'm giving him a 6 out of 10. Matteo Masaccio gets a 6, but I probably would say that he's a bit lucky to get a 6. Maybe a 5 is a bit bit more appropriate for him. I felt like it was a decent enough display, albeit wasn't very very impressive either, but he kept things relatively tight at the back. However, the big negative mark against his performance was the fact that along with the other two in the back three, it was disappointing how Napoli managed to break behind the line and get those two goals and he was part of that problem. So he gets a six but ultimately if there is an argument to be made that he deserves a five then I'll completely agree with that. Banucci gets a six as well. I think he's showing more character. He's showing more individual bits of defensive quality and that is that is a real positive to take away from his performances in recent weeks. However, specifically looking at the second goal... I've seen certain outlets mention that Musakia and Romagnoli may have been to blame as well. Obviously, the offside trap didn't work on Zielinski, but it was Benucci who stepped forward and it was Benucci who got caught out in the space that he was supposed to be occupying where Zielinski raced through and finished, so be criticised for that. But again, overall, I think he was defensively sound, so I'm going to give him a 6 out of 10. Romagnoli also gets a 6. I think he did well defensively, calm on the ball, obviously produced that brilliant strike at the end. But again, similar situation with the other two. The trio at the back didn't successfully nullify Napoli's threat with runs behind the line. And he was part of that problem. So whether you disagree with me, let me know in the comments section. Have I been too generous with all three getting a six? I'll let let you guys decide that. Moving forwards, Fabio Berini gets a five out of ten. I think on many occasions this season, he's gotten away with a decent six or seven out of ten from me. Purely down to his graft and his work ethic, that really does get him through because he clearly hasn't got the quality in the final third to be any better. But this time round, lack of quality on the ball, his crossing was atrocious and he can't. his work ethic and his hard work and his tireless running can't save him on this one. So he's very limited, failed to impress and for this reason I've given him a 5 out of 10. Frank Kessie also gets a 5. Didn't match up with Napoli's midfield for me well enough. I felt like apart from his usual powerful runs forwards, he didn't get a foothold in the game to really kind of stamp some authority on it. And as is really a reoccurring theme for him, gets into the box. And I, I can't remember a single situation where he's managed to find t- a teammate with a decent cross or a decent square ball to add a little bit of decisiveness to his performances. So again, usual from Kessie, but uh, this, this occasion, I'm going to give him a five out of 10. Ricardo Montedevo also gets a five, but this one kind of split me. I can see the argument for a potential six. I know some outlets have given him a six, particularly in the second half. I think there were moments where he started to grow in confidence, express himself a little bit more with the ball at his feet, played some impressive passes. However, his limitations are really obvious at this stage of his career. I don't feel as if experience is enough of an excuse for him to be in this starting lineup. He hasn't got the legs or the all-round game to dominate a midfield battle for me anymore. So for that reason, he gets a five. And there was one real comical moment. He was urging his teammates to calm down, as he usually does, and well, I've picked up on this throughout his career. He stands by the ball by the side of the possession, urging everyone to just calm it down, relax, play the tempo, slow it down. And literally 30 seconds later, he's playing a ball that goes sails straight out of out of play. So Montelevo, experience is great, but ultimately I'd rather have another leader in there instead of him. So he gets a 5 out of 10. Manuel Locatelli also gets a 5 out of 10. I think in the circumstances, playing him in a more advanced position between the lines, I think he had his moments, he did okay. Kept Milan ticking with some positive play, but wasn't consistent enough. Didn't make a decisive impact in that role, which he has to, because that's another key creative hub for us if we're not creating that out wide down the flanks. So for that reason, Locatelli gets a 5 out of 10 as well. Giacomo Bonaventura gets a 5 out of 10 also. Still doesn't look fully fit to me. Still lacking that little bit of sharpness in a one-on-one situation when he's trying to get past the defender. Add to that that he wasn't playing in a natural role for him. I don't think that's helping matters. Grew more and more frustrated as the game went on, and I think unless Montella changes something with regards to his position, playing him in a role where you know he's going to be more of a threat gets on the ball, can run at defenders and make an impact, I don't see how his struggles are going to end. So for me, disappointing night for Bonaventura as well. 5 out of 10 for him. Suso gets a 5, had to be replaced just before half-time due to injury, which is a massive blow. And uh, I'm sure we're all hoping that our most decisive player so far this season isn't going to be sidelined for a significant period of time. Hopefully it's just a precaution, it's nothing serious, but we will find out in the coming days. Again, look like our biggest creative threat. Cutting in on the from the right with his left foot. Wayward with his shots, which was disappointing. I think he was trying too much on occasion. But ultimately, can't really be too harsh on him with a 45-minute appearance under his belt. But a 5 out of 10 for Suso. Nikola Kalinic gets a 4 out of 10. I think you could make an argument in defence of him. He worked hard. And going up against Koulibaly and Albiol by himself... OK, granted... Silva came on and offered him some support just before half time but ultimately he was always going to struggle coming up against the physicality of those guys in the napoli back line however just isn't doing enough doesn't create any concern in the opposition's defense isn't scoring goals isn't building up play isn't making a nuisance of himself so my question is what is he actually offering to this team Again, we I personally was in full support of the move in the summer, I thought it was a sensible addition, I didn't expect him to light it up with his goal scoring but I did f- think that he could do something in this system under Montella to have a real crucial role for us, it hasn't panned out that way, he's disappointed yet again and ultimately I'd be very very surprised if he starts against Austria-Vienna on Thursday and fingers crossed that it's not the case against Torino next week either so... That's a big decision for Montella to make. Whether he changes it is another debate entirely. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Moving on to the substitutes, I've given Andre Silva a 5. I think again, or maybe I've been a bit too harsh, he could have got a 6. Definitely offered a different dynamic up front with his hold-up play, his ability to drop back and link things up. Undoubtedly made us more of an attacking threat and that was coincided with our you know most impressive period of possession where we looked like we were putting the pressure on And I think he was a key factor in doing that. However, there is one particular trait that I'm not liking in his play, and I don't know whether this is part of the reason why Montella's not showing more faith in him and playing him, starting him more often, is the constant moaning off the ball when moves break down. He almost looks like a player that's getting frustrated with the lack of quality around him. And we don't need that in this team. We need a leader, a guy that will just accept that, of course, criticise when it needs it to be done. But ultimately his moaning isn't going to help anybody and I feel like that's a certain area that he will need to improve on with maturity as he gets on. So made an impressive and positive impact but again that's one side of his game that I'm not I'm not liking. Ignacio Abate came on late, fresh pair of legs for Borobarini to replace him on the right flank. Didn't do much particularly to impress or outshine his teammates so nothing much to take away from Abate's performance so no rating for him. Similarly to Lucas Biglia, only had a few minutes on the pitch. No rating, but I will add that he almost made a very costly error in giving possession away. He was lucky to get the free kick. And as well, the painfully awful set piece that he had right at the end of the game, the last kick of the game. Not impressed at all. So really, really disappointing cameo appearance from Biglia there. Moving on to your Twitter comments next. Joey at jgallo518. Andre Silva was the best for him out of the, out of the lot. Maurizio Malari at Acid Moband solid back three, solid Gigio, disappointing Kessie and Kalinic. Again, I agree with all of that. I think the backline and Gigio did their jobs to a degree. I think they were solid as they could be. Very disappointed in Kessie, particularly disappointed in Kalinic. The real flop of the match for me, and that's becoming a reoccurring theme, which is uh, something that I'm not enjoying saying, but that is how it is. So, needing much more from Kalinic, Dallin, Tot, at MD Coupe three, bro, nothing to say. Silva didn't start. Team was outmatched. Didn't expect to win. Appreciate your work under such certain, <laughs> under certain circumstances. And oh yeah, Silva should start. Miles, where do I start? Completely agree with you. Silva should definitely start. There's no argument there for me anymore. I think Kalinic could I make an argument that he deserved another crack at it tonight, but he's, there's no change. It's the same situation with him. So Silva has to start. Completely agree with you. Didn't really expect to win from this game. I thought we could maybe snatch something from it, a point at least, but didn't expect us to do much. And uh, I'm glad you appreciate the work. I wish it was under better circumstances. Hashtag RIP Italian Football at B underscore Russo 10. Milan were okay in defence, but I think they should play at a back four. The attack was terrible and I didn't like it when the ref blew his whistle for an offside on Insignia's goal and changed his decision. He should have checked the goal through VAR before blowing his whistle for offside. But I agree with all of that. I think Milan were good in defence. That's reflected in my player ratings. But I uh, agree with you on the point as well. Back four. I know people are going to say that Benucci's not comfortable in the back four. Well, tough. We need to change it. The back three, the whole system revolving around the back three isn't working. So switch to a back four. Completely agree with you on that one. And yeah, the attack was terrible. Didn't look like we were really going to break through. So that is certainly another another disappointing aspect of the performance. Also, I think it's time to let Montella go. I'm usually not a fan of second coaches mid-season and I was still sticking by him even though the poor results kept coming. But it's clear that he's clueless and I'm starting to think what was the point in buying Silva if he doesn't play him? I've almost, almost got to a point with this where I've given up hope of seeing him sacked because I feel like if it was going to happen, it would have happened over the international break. That was surely the most opportunistic moment to do it giving the new manager a time to settle in and get across his ideas and tactics in training while we've had that two-week break didn't happen Montella's still here and ultimately I don't think unless we have an absolutely disastrous run of results where we fall further adrift if it's not even bad enough as it is we fall further adrift out of the top five and we don't we disappoint in the Europa League or albeit that we're pretty much going to qualify for the uh next stage this week hopefully with a bit of luck but uh yeah i mean i agree with you i do feel like montella's coming to a point now where there's just little in his defense i can't i can't keep defending him especially with the insistence not to start silver 100 percent agree with you on that point but again there's got to be something in training that he's seen that we're not to make that decision John Siciliano at John Sis. Between the national team and Milan, I am really starting to dislike the 3-5-2 or any variation of it. Just no spark, no creativity. Prefer to see Bonaventura and Suso on the wings. If not, at least give us a 4-2-3-1. That is a reoccurring theme. It's not just this podcast. It's been said on numerous podcasts previously. The back three. If you disagree and you do like the idea of the back three and you do believe it's the way forward, then please do mention it in the comments. But the, th- the feedback that I'm getting on Twitter and my own personal opinion is that the back three isn't the most effective way to get the best out of players in this squad and I feel like we do need to change it up so again it's wishful thinking at this point Montella hasn't changed it even with Banucci sideline through suspension he's still stuck by it so whether we're going to see that I don't know but agreed with you there John Pratik at the underscore swish 999. Silva has changed the dimensions, but that second goal finished the game. The number 10 creativity is what's majorly missing in this team. Again, agreed with you. Silva's impact definitely made a difference, but the second goal was an absolute killer. And the number 10 creativity is what's missing. I could argue that Chalinalu was the signing to fill that role. But again, he's disappointed so far this season. So where's the argument there? Unfortunately, I can't make one. Precious Magoli at Precious Magoli on Twitter. It's time to ditch this idea of a back three again. Another another man that's not happy with the back three. It's clearly not working. Four two three one, four three one two, or the four four two. Please, anything but this back three. We need a return to a back four. Fair to say, I think you want the idea of a back four back. So yeah, I think many, as I've mentioned in the comments tonight, a lot of people agree with you, and it's not just tonight. It's previous podcasts as well. So we all want it. Whether we get it is a completely different story. So. Unfortunately, guys, I have to wrap up another podcast where we're discussing a defeat. We do move on. Austria-Vienna in the Europa League on Thursday night before Torino next Sunday. We have, on a positive note, I guess, if you could take it as a positive, we've played all the top five teams. Granted, we've lost all those games, but we've got those fixtures out the way. The level of opposition isn't going to be as difficult. Admittedly, you can't just su- suggest that we're going to breathe through the fixtures, but if there is a positive to take, then potentially that is it. So, fingers crossed, we get back to winning ways on Thursday, sort ourselves out in the Europa League, big game against Torino next weekend, and hopefully, with a bit of luck, we'll have some more positive things to talk about. Find us at at Talk one on Twitter and also at MilanTalk1 on Facebook. But until the next podcast, speak to you soon.